Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. I don't particularly like Ray Dalio as a person, but when it comes to sharing knowledge, we have to have the utmost respect for Ray Dalio, read, learn from him, and then take advantage of the value he's offering and see what works for us. In that line of huge respect, and I'll discuss what I like, what I don't really like, I want to give my opinion on this amazing book. I have been reading chapters as he was publishing them for the last year and something, but now I really sat down, went again through the book, and I want to give you a few tips that might help you gain more value from reading this and understanding what Ray Dalio is sharing with us and what he's emphasizing and what kind of impact that has on us, on the world, because this, after all, is the best book that from a socioeconomic perspective explains what is going on now in the world. So I'll do a comment on the three parts, what is key to watch, and then you will see where to go deeper, where to read the book. I think it's free PDF maybe on his page, or was it the other book in principles, but you can find a lot out there. The proceeds of the book are donated to charities. Huge value. Let's dig into it. The book has three parts, the big cycle about money, currency devaluation, then a lot about the empires and beautiful historical explanation of what has been going on or had been going on and what is going on now that reflects the past and then comments about the future that is and will always be unpredictable but we can position ourselves to take advantage of the main trends. Let's start with part one, debt cycles, currencies and how that is evolving. When it comes to life, to nature, to whatever, cycle is the norm. You were 20 years old or you are 20 years old. In 20 years you will be 40. It will be a completely different cycle. Businesses go through cycles. We have ups and downs in our day. We feel better. So that is something completely normal and we have to accept it as a given. This means that nothing as is now will be equal 10, 5 years down the road, even 2 years from now, everything will be different and that's something to accept and then again take advantage. And the key with Ray Dalio is, yes, of course, the short-term business cycle. This year, likely people are taking longer vacations, bonuses have been fatter, in February, business is good, really a lot of demand, everything great, but maybe two years down the road, things will be a little bit tighter, you will not buy a new car this year, you will wait for a year or two years, that is all cyclical and that's perfectly normal. But what Ray Dalio is also focusing here is the once in a lifetime big cycle that we are at the end or close to the end of the big debt cycle now and that has repercussions all over things. The thing is that no matter where you are or what you're doing when you're reading this book you're always reading this book from the 
current perspective that you have from a fixed point in time, while this book is a 500-year-old overview of what has been going on, what will likely happen. It doesn't mean it will happen immediately, but always keep in mind when you're reading, okay, I'm here, I'm now, but I have to have a long-term cycle perspective on reading this book. This is my view as I'm really, really enjoying the book. Just an example on that, just 80 years ago we were in a world war too. There was wars all around Europe and that was not a long time ago from the perspective you need to have when you approach reading and understanding the message Ray Dalio wants to give us. Understanding the long-term debt cycle and where we are in the long-term debt cycle. As we, Europe, United States, the developed world, it is clear that we are in the start of the declining phase of the long-term debt cycle. And I'll now go into the details as Ray Dalio explains. I will see if Bridgewater contacts me immediately and tells me that I used their picture and I will have to maybe delete the next part of the video that has happened many times over. So this is from the book, great book, I'm recommending it. Please don't ask me to delete this part. But we have 18 segments in a cycle, the new order, we have had the rise of the United States over the last 80 years, especially since World War II as the dominant power, as the dominant currency, as everything in the last 70 years. I grew up screaming America, the land of dreams. So that is the world we are living in and still living in. And America is still on the top of the world. But if we look at the steps and the stages here, we now still have strong financial markets and financial centers. Income growth is slowing down. The industry is getting less productive. Productivity has been going lower as we have seen in the JPM overview that we did. So over the years we are less productive, less incentivized to work more. That leads to overextended budgets, governments, people and losing competitiveness especially as a new power is rising. There are extreme increasing wealth gaps and that leads then also to large debts. We print more and more money and now come the final stages with more and more internal conflict. That is something that is there and we will see how it will develop over the next 10 years. Loss of reserve currency, we don't have yet that impact. So we are not there yet, but we have to understand that we are in this declining part of the cycle. If we just look at total debt as a percentage of gross domestic product, we can see that over the last 40 years, from 30% to GDP, it went to 64, a small decline here, and then steadily up, up, and first issue, boom up 50%, then higher, higher, and higher, and next issue again up 25%. And the expectations are that this will just continue for eternity under the assumption that everything will remain equal forever, which is the wrong assumption because politicians think four years, all they care is 
to be re-elected. And if you spend more than what you make, you will always get re-elected, no matter what, until this becomes impossible to have higher and higher debt ratios. For now, it looks like it will continue forever, but when that becomes an issue, it will be clear very quickly that it cannot go on forever. If we just look at total debt, just an explosion, and you can see the increase spiking going faster and faster from the trend line as more and more debt is being used from a position of power and more money is being printed as we see the Fed's balance sheet 10x over the last 15 years. So that's something to be understood. We are at the declining part of the cycle and we have to as investors accept that and understand the long-term risks and understand what to do and how to be prepared if and when those risks materialize. And those risks can materialize tomorrow or 20 years down the road, but understanding that makes us better prepared. And to really read and get more insight from what Ray Dalio is saying, you can sub to his newsletter or LinkedIn. There is once a month he sends something and it's always nice to read how current situations apply to the long-term trends here. Perhaps the key thing, apart from the time frame of reading and perspective, is also debt. The expectations is for debt being there forever and just growing, growing and no issues there. But the fact is that debt is another person's asset. So if you have inflation, etc., that eases the debt burden on one, but that lowers the purchasing power and the wealth of the other. So there is no free lunch in economics. And as that cycle evolves, sooner or later, you have to pay the consequences of the exuberance and excesses in the system. There is no way out of it. So there is hard money that keeps its value. And then there is currencies and debt. But if you devalue the currency, then the bank loses his assets and then again savers for the last 12-15 years have been screwed. So all those that have been saving for retirement, for down payments, for whatever, have been screwed by the Fed. Some have it good, but some have it not as good as others. And therefore also in part one really discussed is how currencies are made to be devalued and that's something we have to understand. When things are good, we understand that currencies are devalued slowly and steadily, 2% per year inflation target, so that you don't feel it. But when it gets too much, when the cycle gets to a tipping point, then it happens extremely quickly. So that is also some great indication from Ray Dalio. Unfortunately, cash remains trash, but you can understand it, how it evolves and when it's really trashier than in other times. When it comes to investing, Ray Dalio promotes diversification, extreme diversification. He is diversified in 180 countries and all asset classes. But when it comes to value investing, you know that your investment returns depends on the yield those corporate bonds, gold, commodities, treasuries, inflation-linked bonds offer. So that will be your return. If you have a return that is extremely diversified, you will get the return that is average of the 
market. Okay, you can then, depending on where you are in the cycle, switch from one to other, but Ray Dalio is a macro market focused trader investor. So if that fits you, then of course, but value investing is something more because we try to beat the market, not just perform as the market with less volatility. And if we look at Ray Dalio's performance, I would say it has been staggering. He has done something in line with the market, with the pure alpha. So 11.4% since inception in 1991. If we compare that to the market, so the market all return was about 10.30% per year, one year up or down, great first half of the year as Bridgewater has been greatly hedged, but in line with the long-term market performance, as I said, in line with the yields on the assets in those all-weather portfolios. And you can see here the masterpiece of Ray Dalio, how his performance underperforms when markets do really well, but doesn't lose money when markets do really bad. And so he outperforms the market, or better to say, performs equally to the market, but with much, much less volatility. And if you are a billionaire client of Ray Dalio, you want less volatility, you want safety of principle first, and therefore his job is amazing. He did an amazing service for his clients and nothing but the utmost respect there. But I'm just saying it is not for me. He's a macro top-down. I'm a value investor bottom-up. Then on part two, history, and you have to be very careful with emotions here. A lot of history, a lot of China. And if you say China, you are immediately alienating especially US readers. And you will see now also in the comments, whenever I mention China, a lot of Europeans and Indians and US against it totally with a lot of emotions. Now, I'm not saying anything wrong with your opinions, and that's always good. Share them. But you have to try, when it comes to investing, we try to assess the risk and reward, and we have to be unemotional. And therefore, we are in a war that's certain, five types of war described by Ray Dalio, four are active, and let's pray to God that never the fifth, the hot war, becomes an issue. Trade wars, technology wars, currency wars, okay. But Let's hope that we can work things out so that it is to the benefit of all humanity on earth. So try to approach that from an unemotional, it's a great read, great understanding of what they are doing, how it's working, and then a great historical perspective on how these empires and cycles have evolved over time. Part three, the future predictions trends. Of course, great quote here, he who lives by the crystal ball is destined to eat ground glass. We cannot predict, Ray Dalio cannot predict, nobody knows how the future will work, but it is certain that there will be trends developing from currency devaluation slowly at first, slowly and steadily, and then extremely quickly when there are 
issues. And there are inevitable changes happening, loss of purchasing power, especially for savers recently over the last 10 years, then pension funds, etc. Also look at Europe losing 20% of global purchasing power due to the euro devaluation. So it looks again that Europe is in the weakest spot for these global powers, but always keep in mind the ups and downs, things will always be volatile, even possible to predict in the short term. On my takeaway, I think I got huge value and I always get huge value from Ray Dalio. I already said that I don't really like the all weather, but I like the positivity and I like his message that it might not happen, but if we worry and if we prepare ahead, everything that happens might happen for the benefit of all. What will I apply? I always watch the risks and take advantage of the long-term tailwinds. I look at it from a bottom-up specific business perspective but when it comes to investing you want to fish where the fish are and where the fish are getting bigger you want to take advantage of those long-term tailwinds he's doing it but focusing on the sectors and what are the risk and reward of the big sectors countries i'm looking for okay if my business is good this and that and then if there is a long-term tailwind behind it then the probability of loss is much lower as you invest in a tailwind. On an all-weather portfolio, it all depends on the risk and reward. He watches the market, we watch fundamentals, and that is good, and I want to improve on those fundamentals as Ray Dalio is really sharing them for the long term, and that's also something that we do here on our YouTube portfolio. You can find the link to these videos in the description below. So we have a portfolio, we have a gold position to learn how to move around that so this is an educational portfolio how much sizing depending on how the trends are with what Ray Dalio is saying food commodities businesses so something to follow if you want to follow it from a bottom up investing perspective applying all the wisdom that Ray Dalio is sharing with us so thanks for listening if you have any comments please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you and I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.